it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, StudioDNA.media. interplanetary wars the galaxy has gone dry water has become the only thing left of value evil templars from the planet mithra have gained control of this life-giving resource their power is now absolute except for a few rebel pirates who survive by stealing ice from the great templar fleets well welcome to the horror movie podcast and what you just heard is why you're uh, tuning in here for horrible movies. Uh, Thomas Folks, uh, tell us why Ice Pirates? Why Ice Pirates? Oh, Ice Pirates! It's the gym of my childhood. It's the uh, it's the it's the movie that sort of dances the line between appropriate and inappropriate for an eight nine year old kid. <laughs> Back in the early eighties. Oh, uh, so woof woof. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Producer Phil's here. Tom is in the house. Uh, my name is Jack, and thanks for tuning in to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, we're talking Ice Pirates, 1983's beautiful Ice Pirates movie. Um, we have Robert Urich. We have uh, uh, Angelica Houston. We have Ron Perlman and a cast of uh, so many others. Mary Crosby, Mary Crosby who is yeah. in a stasis pod. Uh David in her live chat pointed that out too. Uh, she's Bruce just, Valanche too. You uh, can't forget Bruce Valanche. Oh, and John uh, Mat Matuzak, who Matuzak. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Sorry, me and phonetics <laughs> hooked on phonics work for me. Uh, he is Sloth from the Goonies. Right. Okay. Which is really cool. Um, sorry. <laughs> Another slash pirate movie. That is true. A slash pirate. That's true. He's he's did very this, good. Did this movie come out? Pretty close to that movie. Uh, Goonies is after this. Goonies is slightly after this. Slightly yeah. after this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there it is. So, gotta love it. He's a you know NFL uh, veteran. Uh, also, also, we are here talking today, um, and we want to talk about Ice Pirates. Um, when you first saw Ice Pirates, right, as a, a young child, yes, what were your thoughts? Good, bad. This is it. 
I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, a movie that I thought this is amazing because it, there was so much going on in it, <laughs> right? There's like, it's, it moves so quick and it's swashbuckling and it's space and it's like this crazy continuity mess. It's a disaster. It is a disaster. <laughs> but at the time you didn't think that way. Well, no, I mean, like there were, there were things moving fast on the screen. Yes. And, you know, this is in that same realm that Kroll is. Oh yeah, and uh, the actual the guy that uh, directs this is the guy that uh, co-wrote Kroll. This makes a lot of sense. Like it, oh, yeah. it, when you watch this and you've seen Kroll, who Danae right. Hughes did Kroll on this show, um, very uh, I don't want to say similar, but some of the same stuff. There's some very Mad Max stuff that happens at one point in this movie. Yep. Uh, there is a lot, obviously a lot of ripped off Star Wars, a lot of ripped off Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of ripped off Spaceballs, along with that, but. When did Spaceballs come well, out? Spaceballs is way after this. Yeah, so yeah, maybe Spaceballs ripped this off. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this has got like some National Lampoon kind of That's humor true. in it. I it's, forgot about John Carradine. He's also in this as well. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is really a, a, a very elderly John Carradine. Right. 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 So I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a movie that's hard to categorize because if it weren't set in space, it could just be like a pirate movie. But because it's set in space, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like whenever I watch this movie now, I think, what is this movie trying to be? Yeah, it it doesn't know what it is. No. And it also, it rips off so many tropes of pirate movies, space movies, cowboy f- movies. Right. Uh, Moss Eisley Cantina. <laughs> um, so many things that it, it, it loses itself. And Robert Urich, as yeah. in this role, in science fiction role, is like, completely and granted it's sci-fi but it's so so unbelievable yeah uh before we get going too far here tom tell folks about what you have going on right now uh you have an upcoming show that you're working on right now you want to talk about talk about that a little bit sure uh a friend of mine and i who's been on this show before ian ross started a show called the anthology forge Mm -hmm. and um basically we sit down and uh, we're writing short stories every week um and uh inviting people to sort of come along with us on this ride um write their write their own stories and so it's about the writing process and um you know kind of figuring out how to wrangle inspiration and um, just talk about the things that that writers go through so be listening in for that cool very very cool um. Yeah. Well, uh, let's do this before we get going here. Let's do uh, something we like to do around here. It's called time for some deets. The details of the movie. The Ice Pirates, not just Ice Pirates. The Ice Pirates. Um, a tagline. Couple of them. See a totally spaced out adventure. <laughs> and also, here's a good one. You have to be there to see it. No duh. Yeah, my favorite tagline of all time. No stinking duh. <laughs> Um, directed by Stuart uh, Raphael, Raphael, who also again co-wrote. Um, he co-wrote. <laughs> he co-wrote. Um, what did I say? Kroll. He also a very great uh, movie for us on here. Uh, he is the director and screenwriter of what? Phil Mac and Me. Oh really? Yes. He's a he's an HMP legend. He is an HMP <laughs> legend. He also, oddly enough, was the uh, screenwriter of Passenger Fifty Seven, hmm. which I mentioned. Wow. Yeah. In the Ron Perlman actor spotlight, 
And that's really weird. <laughs> I have not weird. thought about that movie in years. I mentioned it today twice now. So, good times. Uh, that's that's the guy right there. Stuart R- Raphael. He also did Mannequin 2. If that movie oh hasn't been on this gosh. show, then you it's need to get that it. one on there. Yeah, too. If you've never seen Meshach Taylor in a movie, folks, <laughs> you got to see Mannequin 2. Um, produced by John Foreman. Uh, written by Stuart and the gang. And uh, a cast of uh, a cast of many, uh, many others. Uh, I said that about John Foreman. John Foreman did Butch, Ca- uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Did a bunch of other, did a bunch of other westerns as well. Maybe that's some of that western theme we talked about. Uh, starring man, what a group of people in this movie. Uh, we we have our friend Robert Urich again in the eighties. I would see him in TV shows in the 90s. You'd see him in some TV shows. It became mm-hmm. like him in the Lifetime movies and things like that. I don't know. His star was... I'm not sure why it was so high for some people. And then as he went along, he had fewer and fewer roles. I mean, what was his most famous thing? Was it Spencer for Hire? Let's, probably so. Let's I mean, look up uh, his... He had some... Boy, he had some charming good looks there. And a full head of hair, Phil. <laughs> um, looking good. Let's look at some of his uh, career highlights here. Um... I mean, I look through I look through his his filmography here, and I I mean, Spencer for Hire jumps out, uh, Gunsmoke, you know, like a long time ago, maybe an episode here and there, um, but man, it's just ugh, I, I, a lot I, of TV shows. You ever seen Kill Dozer, the TV show? Well, he's in it, um, and then um, well, not a lot of stuff, right? He didn't yeah, not a lot going on for for our friend here. Uh, yeah, he was in the Vegas TV show. That's true. Uh, in the live chat there. He was in a little bit of Gunsmoke. He was in, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's his good looks. Maybe he knows karate. <laughs> uh, May Cro- uh, Mary Crosby, Princess Karina in this movie. Uh, uh, not a bad looking lady. I'm just going to say this out loud. Uh, pretty good looking lady, especially in this movie. Yeah. Um, and she did a, a ton of stuff uh, that, you've, that you've seen. She was in Deep Space Nine, uh, an episode. She's in uh, Dallas. She's in Dallas, uh, right? And then she's uh, been in a bunch of movies as well. So, um, yeah, Final Jeopardy, Golden Gate. Um, Michael D. Roberts plays Roscoe, the um, uh, friend of uh, Robert Urich. Right. Also, Angelica Houston. Again, she plays uh, on uh, Adam's Family. She's Morticia on the Adams mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is in this movie. Not a bad looking lady. She's I'm not. just gonna say this out loud. I'm not trying to be patronizing of anyone, but man, she's and, a good looking lady. She's pretty tough too. Oh, and she is tough. She will cut you, Bill. She will cut you. Your head clean off. Right off. It happened in this movie too. Uh, and then Ron Perlman, aforementioned, he plays Zeno, the chef, logistics officer, whatever else you need, uh, and uh, very good. Yeah. John Carradine. Um, Say his name in John Matuzak. Matuzak. Don't leave it up to me. <laughs> Matuzak is what I said. Matuzak. Uh, plays Killjoy in this one. Uh, and a cast of thousands as well. And uh, Alan Caillou. And I just wanted to say his name because I wanted to say the name Caillou, Caillou. on here. Like the <laughs> can horrible. You, can you sing the song for us? I'm Caillou. <laughs> Caillou. I'm Caillou. Caillou. It's like I'm the map. On the map, on the map. <laughs> All right, so there you go. If you have children, you know what I'm singing about. Because if you've ever watched Caillou, oh my gosh, jump off the roof. <laughs> don't jump off the roof. People. No, guys, I don't want you to do that. I didn't mean that. I love you guys. Uh, what, were, what movie were we talking about again today? 
What movie is this? Ice Pirates, brother. Oh, yeah, Ice Pirates. Sorry, guys. I, I, I digressed a lot there. He's going um, down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia for, big time. for too long. <laughs> Release date, March 16th, 1983. Um, a short running time, 91 minutes. I was very glad. Yeah. Because I watched this movie and I was like, okay, good. All right, it's not going to be two hours. Right. Uh, and then... Uh, You're spared that extra half hour? $9 million budget and a box office of $14 million. Uh, so, man, making money. Let's make a sequel. It needs to be remade. Yeah, that's true. We could reboot it. Uh, let's do this. Um, do you have time? Let's have time real quick. Uh, 30 seconds synopsis. Are you ready? I'll do my best. You can do it. Here we go. 30 <laughs> seconds synopsis. Thomas Falks, Ice Pirates. Ready. Go. All right. So Jason and his band of, of brothers are out um, stealing water. Water has become the pre- most precious commodity ever. They stumble upon a ship who's got the sleeping Princess Karina. Inexplicably, he wakes her up, and then they go on an adventure um, to basically try to find the seventh world where there's supposedly lots of water out there. Um, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but eventually <laughs> they get to, they do that. There's like time travel and all kinds of stuff, and it's a great adventure. And they find water. Yeah. On Water World. I was going to say, like, this this should be like the prequel <laughs> to, to Water World because they're both really bad would be great all right when we come back we'll talk more about the plot of ice pirates coming back in a world where ice pirates are looking for ice you asked robert urich to save the day along with the guy that played sloth and ron perlman (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's ice pirates coming to nbc this fall yes starring ron perlman as ice pirates uh thomas folks is here today thomas Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Producer Phil is over here mixing, maxing, relaxing, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Here he is. DJ Phil in the house. Shiver me timbers and all those ice pirates. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They have lasers, but they also all use swords. What? What is this? Makes no sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, okay. I, I understand what you're saying. Let me ask you a question. Do you think? Do you find it weird that they use lightsabers in the Star Wars universe? Um, it's very chivalrous, though, because they do have lasers. Why would they need them? I don't. Fi- I don't find that strange. Yeah, I don't either. Because well, it's because sort of the, the Jedi, can, the Jedi can block. Bullets, it's an ancient or, 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 order. Phasers with those. Yeah. So I mean, those some, are basically swords. Or blasters. What do yeah. they call them in Star Wars? Are they blasters? Blasters. blasters. Yeah. Why don't I said phasers? That's Star Wars. That's Star, <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Sorry. I do know about Star Wars and Star but, Trek, but guys. I'm, I'm guessing the Ice Pirates is not as cool as Jedi. No, this is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> there are some bounty hunters in this. There are. And they're really stupid. Like, they're just like, Rawr! Yeah. Rawr! Bounty hunter with a... With a Viking helmet on. Roar! <laughs> okay. They're not subtle. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And they're like Mad Max ripoffs. Mad, so stupid. Yep. Yep. So th- this takes place in the far future? Is that... You don't have um, any idea where this no, takes okay, yeah. place on a soundstage somewhere. <laughs> and maybe a like really opulent, uh, emptied movie theater. Okay, I will say this. <laughs> they, make a, they make a reference in this movie... Where uh, a guy gets hit in the head. By the way, he is he is only a severed head that is connected to a robot thing, right? Is how he can even move around. And he's like, oh, my head really hurts because his head gets taken off from the robot. And then he goes, does anybody have any Tylenol? Oh, my. And, but, but here's the thing. Is they are, they've lost Earth. It's a lost planet. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the seventh world. So, obviously, I mean, I don't know if you... Maybe I'm wrong, but Tylenol... Is based on Earth, right? I mean, it's not like from a future 
time that went in some time loop that we don't understand. Right. And I mean that that I could almost. I mean, this movie's so tongue in cheek. I kind of, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was an intentional thing, but there's a point <laughs> which, um, Jason, the main character, walks up to someone and says, "Look, I got this tape." Yes. Right, and yes. it's a clear um, piece. It looks like plexiglass, essentially, is what it looks like. Well. He walks up to uh, Mary Crosby's character, and they're basically going to go to the holodeck on the uh, on the ship, which is literally like What's a it rear called? projection. Passion. It's like <laughs> pa- the 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 tape is called. Oh crud! Why can't I? I, I wish I could have heard about. It. I, I'm actually going to remember this part. The uh, waves of passion or passion something something horrible, and it's like, <laughs> Phil is exactly what you're thinking it is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So stupid. And it starts to rain on them inexplicably. It's it's so this went over your head as a as a young guy. Yeah. Well, as a yeah. Kid? I was nine. Okay. <laughs> so you, you weren't getting some of these references then. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so it, it it yeah it's a it's a really weird movie that's got some. I mean, it's fun. It 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 makes sense why like a nine year old would find it interesting because yeah. it starts off first joke in uh-huh. the whole movie. Is they bust onto a ship, and somehow where they've they've come in is the bathroom, and there's an alien oh, sitting there. Yes, yes, <laughs> right, yes. And there's lots of toilet humor within this movie too, because there's one near the end as well. Whenever the robot um, oils the floor, yes, yeah, true. He, not soils, but oils. Oils the floor. <laughs> the floor. Yes. Jeez. All right. So this film again, it's a distant future. Um, Water is the hot, as you heard in the in the beginning of the show, uh, that is straight from Ice Pirates, um, and water is scarce. It is as valuable, Phil, as anything in existence. Uh, folks, Phil has not seen this movie. Thomas this is and I are va- going to teach. Okay, we're going to teach Phil. I'm going to teach Phil. So in Ice Pirology, you know the best comparison I can make is that water in this movie is as valuable as dirt was. In Waterworld. I like it. Oh, good comparison. Ooh, that's very, very good. That makes good. sense. It's excellent, actually. And Except then on this planet, somehow they have freighters that are filled with giant cubes yeah. of ice. Well, and as they find it, they freeze it, apparently. They find water, they freeze it, and then these rebel, these rebel pirates, they travel around and steal the ice. That's why they're called Ice, ice Pirates. pirates. Um, they, um, are go to the, the Templars are the bad guys. And this is where I wanted to tie in here. You guys don't know this, but this is part of an expanded universe with national treasure. The Knights Templar national treasure. They eventually find all the national treasures in the upcoming someday national treasure three. Then this movie, uh, they take over the world. They destroy the world. They go out into space. Then they come back. Millions of years later, the Templars have taken over the galaxy, and um, then they are trying to keep people from finding the seventh world again. This makes National Treasure a much better movie, that explanation. (laughs) Well, and that way you understand why this overarching thing, the Templars. So the Templars of Mithra, by the way, right? uh, they are the ones that are in charge of all the water. They're basically the Empire. They're basically the Empire from Star Wars. And they are, um, they destroy worlds, they take all the water, uh, and then they uh, they just move on to the next galaxy. They're kind of like Galactus, where they just, just they take all the natural resources, especially the H2O, and um, these pirates are after them. 
Yeah. Is it was it strange to you that they look like, kind of like the clergy? No, no. <laughs> well, they the, the, then the Templar theme is to go back to Middle Ages of the knights of the mm-hmm. Round Table, and it's almost like uh, the the Templar and the knights went to, and I'm I'm not trying to get political or anything like this, but they went to the Middle East. Uh, they were able to gather uh, uh, gold, riches, uh, at least according to the National Treasure movies. And uh, I'm joking, by the way, about the crossover. I'm, I'm starting to sound like like, an, in, like, like I'm not, you've uh, bought in. Like I bought point. into this uh, fan theory. Maybe we can start that. Um, but then they would go, and then they would take over the uh, basically in the Middle East, basically convert or not, or you know, or die with a sword. And uh, that's what the Crusades were all about. So I'm assuming then in space, the Templar, okay, mm-hmm. the Templar have done the same thing. They go to each planet. They say, look, you either uh, become part of our army or I'm going to snap this gauntlet with my uh, my, uh, my, <laughs> my infinity, infinity stones. Yeah. Uh, this uh, infinity gauntlet. That's a good name for it, actually. It's uh, the name for get, it. Is that, is that, is that original? Um, I just and, made that up right now. Yeah, it's Copyright a great job. Tom Fultz, um, and then you're either going to you know, bend the knee or, or face the wrath. Okay? And so they take all these things, and we're left with uh, one brave soul... Robert Urich, along with his uh, trusty um, Maida, is her name, Angelica Houston, um, Ron Perlman, who's the chef slash logistics officer, and his trusty uh, sidekick, Roscoe. Well, it's, yeah, well, they also, you're missing out on, like, the maid that wears sort of like a French maid outfit. Like that's true. The, the nanny yeah, that's on the but, ship. But that's, the, but that's Mary Crosby's, that's Karina, isn't that Karina's person? It, it's yeah, it is. But I mean, like the fact that she's there, yeah, and in a French maid outfit, it's a little weird. But she's not. But she's older. It's not like a French maid, like some right, weird right. thing. Yeah, that, um, not you wouldn't not. be into it, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, maybe. Man, yeah, 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 I, I avoided that. I avoided that. I, never mind. Um, uh, but he, they, they go to this ice. Uh, the Templars' main ship. They, they go on board to steal, uh, to steal the ice. Uh, it's a big heist. It's a big heist theme. Uh, it's an ice heist. It's an ice heist. Hashtag ice heists. And they um, find the ice. They're getting it off the ship. They're better to get out of there. And then, darn it, if Robert Yurk's character Jason doesn't run across Karina, the princess, she's in a hyperbaric chamber, mm. uh, and she's sleeping much like Justin Bieber sleeps in. Uh, <laughs> she is sleeping in this chamber, and he is just mesmerized by how beautiful she is. Sure. He, He's like, I'm just going to take her, and then I can hold her for ransom. So he does that. He pulls her out of the chamber, puts her over her shoulder. She fights him off a little bit. They end up getting caught before they can escape. And then if you get caught in this world, Phil, this is crazy, man. This is real life. You get caught. You are sent uh, back to the Empire's main base, and they repurpose you as a person, and you're. I think that you are. I don't, sort of I, you're turned into, into a, slave. a eunuch, basically. Yeah. Too. They've got these giant sort of. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to tread lightly here on on some of the words we're going to say. Like these chompers. It's a chomper. I, I, that's the word I was going to no, use. I'll let you do it. I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see you spin your way out of this to so, unwi- unwind this yarn. All ball. right. So you've seen sort of like the you've seen Batman '66, right? Where you know, like they've got Batman and he's on a he's yeah. on maybe a table and there's a laser beam that's going to slice him in half. Right. Well, imagine you're on sort of a conveyor belt, right? Where you've, you know, you're sort of running down the conveyor belt, and for some reason, 
they've got these women there that are going to shave you. Okay. okay. To make you presentable, right? Okay. And then they're going to... Um, Your face. Yeah. Right, 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 okay, right. Good, 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 good. Yeah. The chompers, folks. I'm just going to yeah. say this. So I'm then, just trying like, to avoid this. The, the You're moving down feet first uh-huh. towards, you know, down down the, the factory line as it, as it is. <laughs> as it but, were. Okay. But there are some chompers, right, to, <laughs> to take care of things. Okay. How, yeah. Now, what dictates between what you get the chompers used on you or not the chompers used on you, though? Do I? I don't remember this. I, well, like, cause some I people, think they were selected. They were selected. They got lucky. They got lucky. She yeah. she rescued them, which, I mean, giant plot point, like, whole as far as, like, why she would do that. She's just been kidnapped um, by these people. Why wouldn't she just go ahead and... Yeah, she should be mad. She ought to be. I mean... Yeah. She was there sleeping right along, Sleeping Beauty style. Yeah. He comes in, wakes her up. You know, she's got a little bed head. And then, <laughs> I mean, immediately she saves him from the chompers. I mean, did she see something in him in her sort of drunken haze? Is it sort of that Stockholm syndrome where she's like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> her life is probably pretty boring. At some point, though, they find out that uh, Princess Karina's father went on an, explore, an exploratory adventure to find this seventh world, uh, where all the wa- it's got water galore. Uh, there's a, a guy there uh, by the name of Kevin Costner, and he's yep, there, and right. he's got a he's he's hanging out there. That last part's fake. Kevin Costner's <laughs> not in this movie, uh, but he is in Waterworld. So he they he goes away. He's not come back. Um, you find out that the these people think they have had him killed. Mm-hmm. Right, the Empire basically has had him killed. Uh, and, but she's still the princess, uh, but she doesn't know that they've actually turned on him, basically. It's basically Aquaman. It kind of is Aquaman. And then they, um, that's kind of weird. Um, then they, (laughs) um, go to, uh, she goes with Jason Robert Urich's character to find her father. Basically, then they're tasked to find their father, her father. And of course, they arrive and it's the Mad Max planet, and of course they they make a stop off to get more information. They went they stop at this planet that they tracked where her father was at. It basically is a Mad Max planet. You run into this older guy character, and that he that he knows that Jason knows. Mm-hmm. He, show, he goes out into the will into the wilderness uh, desert basically, um, and he's like, "What what happened? You stretch or whatever this guy's name is, stretch." Something or other. And he's like, what happened to you? He's like, oh, I hit a time warp and I lost 20 years. So he aged in this time warp, which is actually kind of a cool it's con- a neat, It's a neat concept. That's actually a cool concept. Yeah. And so he came back and he's just old now. And um, so basically then the bounty hunters show up from earlier that I was talking mm-hmm. about. And they're like, uh, oh, stop <laughs> you. They're like the Tusken Raiders. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. Tusken Raiders plus um, Mad Max. Right. Um, they escape them. How do they escape? They have this solar car thing, by the way, that looks so stupid in the it movie. It looks like a drag, a drag. It looks strip. like a drag car with these two solar panels on it. Yeah, and and dually wheels in the back. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> like it's like if they made any ice pirate merchandise for this movie, and I, you made one of those, I'd be like, that's so stupid. I want that car. I want to drive that car around. I think you could make that car. I think you could find. I have some. I think you find a color. Of, Just need uh, some hard plastic. I, exactly. Well, I think you could find a solar panel kit. And yeah. an old drag car, like the plexi, like yeah, the yeah, fiberglass yeah. body of a drag car, 
And you could find that, and you could make that car. That'd be amazing. That could go in your in your uh... Uh, the celebrity wing of the vehicles. <laughs> Come on down. You know you love the Dukes of Hazzard. You're is. gonna love Uncle Jesse's truck. We're pulling ha- it up on the on the screen, guys. Is it solar powered? Is that what I'm yeah. seeing at the yeah, top? Yeah, it's there? solar powered. Uh, <laughs> you know you love ice pirates. Well, check it out. It's the ice pirate solar car. <laughs> Anyway, it's so it, stupid. It, it does look like, um, what do you call that? Like when you make a, a a car and like roll it down the hill when you're a kid? Oh, like a, a soapbox box derby. Yeah. Come down yeah. to the Springfield <laughs> Expo Fair and see all your favorite celebrity cars. You know the taxi from Godzilla 1998? Well, it's here too. Yeah, it's a box car, basically. Jeez. <laughs> you know the motorcycle thing from the movie Silver Bullet with Gary Busey? That's right. It's here too. Come on down. <laughs> Admission's only $55. So you're saying the vehicles aren't as cool as they are in Mad Max? They're then? actually kind of cool. <laughs> okay. They actually are kind of cool. I think you're kind of as a stretch, even. That, now, the one with the giant skull on the front and huge the huge wheels? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, ish. I mean, <laughs> if you like, did you like the cars in Flintstones, the movie, Phil? No. Okay. That's the same thing, basically. All right. It's like, it, yeah. no, you know what, though, guys? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Tom, if you like those, I'm I'm so sorry that I'm I don't ever want to make you feel like well, you're not yeah you're not valued. I love them too, actually. I've changed my mind. You've won I, me over. Like this is the horrible movie podcast, but I'm telling you, the two movies that I've been on the show for were like really favorites of mine. Whenever I was a no, kid, you know, <laughs> I mean, like there's a reason why. Right, right. You know, Masters of the Universe was the other one, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's ridiculously stupid and good though at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren is He Man is bad. Yeah. Anyway, you guys go back and listen to that one in the archive. Um, where else? Where are we at here? We're I actually the- really like doing these movies because you have nostalgia and, and you see scenes that you saw when you were a kid and you're just like, oh man, I loved that scene when I was a kid. Right. And he's he's looking at it with 2019 fresh eyes. Uh, yeah. pres- like I've never seen this before. And watching it, just like, oh my gosh, this is unwatchable. And <laughs> and it, it doesn't. Uh, the movie clearly is not aged well over the decades. Right. Like, no, this it's, is it's so like, interesting to hear you guys talk. Yeah, it, differently it, about it. To me, it's bad. Like this is just like <laughs> straight up bad. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that's gonna be bad, and I'm excited to talk around this point. Uh, they're on the ship. They've been on the ship for a long time because they're trying to travel. Uh, they get they get back from the sand planet uh, where the Jawas are the rulers, uh, and then they get back on their on their. Uh, satellite of love or whatever they're flying on and then they uh find this closet they open this closet and something falls out of the closet well there's this egg thing that falls out of the closet Mm -hmm. and it starts to hatch at one point whenever roscoe is asleep uh and roscoe is it is laying there the thing egg hatches this nasty worm looking creature crawls out it's got these little teeth it's not very big it's like the size of like um, I don't know. Um, like, imagine what you think the sarlacc would look like, except the size of a of a large sausage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it scoots and slimes across the floor. It crawls up around, and it looks so bad, Phil. Like, this thing looks so ridiculous. It crawls up onto Roscoe's back, and apparently it bites him, right? Right. Uh, and then uh, Robert Yurick's character looks in the closet, and there's a manifesto of things on board. One of them is this egg... And what it contains is this creature, and I'm trying to think of how to say this. I guess I'll say it. Should I just say this? It's a space herpy. It it <laughs> says, and here's what I'm saying. It says it it's the byproduct. Of if you get bit by this, you get those. And and at that point in the movie, yeah, there it is. So gross, man. Phil's got this picture of this thing 
Hey, how are you? Like, so, so stupid. It looks like a Mario villain, maybe? Yeah. Uh. Anyway, it bites, that thing right there bites Roscoe. And then the whole movie is like this inside joke of them saying that phrase over and over again. And then you're like, what, what did they have to do with anything? And it doesn't have anything to do with anything. No. It just is on the ship. It's a completely pointless subplot. As a joke, but this movie, like you said, it doesn't know what to be. Is right. it a comedy? Is it actually a sci-fi uh, adventure movie? Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. And now you can hear Richard on his own podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. You're going to get political intrigue, subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, Bigfoot, and much, much more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Conspiracy Unlimited. Following the truth, wherever it leads, listen and subscribe at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. And what, and, is, it a pir- is it literally is it a, a pirate swashbuckling, time-traveling, I, you know, what yeah, is this? it's weird. It's very weird. Um, it is no Guardians of the Galaxy, which is probably the closest thing to compare it to. Yeah. Honestly. You know, another another movie that, that I want to come on the show for is a movie called My Science Project. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. done that one. No. Um, but there's elements of that with this in terms of the time travel stuff that goes into, like, some of this ridiculousness as well, so. Um... I'm just saying the, these two things are not too far off. Now that is true. That is true. It, it the, looks like a Mario um, piranha plant. piranha plant from Mario, and this thing looked very similar. So uh, I'll let you guys Google it. Uh, just hit back about I don't know thirty seconds, uh, three or four times, and you'll get to the phrase. I don't know what to do with that phrase because it really grosses me out. It's it's not like a it's, cuss word or anything. I guess not, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure our audience sometimes of the age, and so some people are like, I don't want to hear that word over and over again. <laughs> so we've said it, and it's a space herpy. I'm going. I'm moving forward now. He's on the record. I'm moving forward. Uh, we're moving we're on. past it. So they're trying to locate the lost planet. They end up going through like some warp zone field, right? Right. And in the midst of that is a an epic sort of sword battle that goes on. Uh, in in a hallway and in sort of like their their holding area where the ice is being kept, the um, the Empire people basically they blow up into their ship, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, and they basically come aboard. Mm-hmm. You have this sword fight. This sword fight. Uh, the robots. Oh, well, we haven't talked about the robots at all in this right. movie. The robots are completely pointless, useless. Roscoe makes these robots basically, uh, and they are like the uh, what's the droids? Uh, the battle droids. On uh, the Phantom Menace, oh and on, yeah, 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 uh, on, and on Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. they're basically like useless. Like they're just like, <laughs> yeah, just you know, tear them up, blow Rod- them up. Roger, 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 Roger. And so um, he makes these robots. The robots fight too, and he's he's able to um, he's able to kind of get them, kind of kind of get them to battle for him in some instances. But this sword battle is uh, pretty stupid. At yeah, times. yeah, it's 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 epically bad and the funny thing is is that as they're going through this time warp thing like they're aging rapidly and so you'll see their beards grow and then they'll like take a break for a minute and go back and uh and interact with other people and you're you're seeing them grow and growing old 
At one point, Jason goes back to Princess Karina and he realizes that she's pregnant and now has a baby yeah, after like baby 30 together. seconds. Like oh. this is like in the matter of like three or four minutes. Right. Like this whole sequence. And then they finally come out at the end of the wormhole or whatever it is. And they end up on the just on the other side of the of our solar system, apparently. Because then they're like, oh, we made it. Oh, we're fine. Oh, so glad. And they're huggy, huggy, huggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she a mother now? No, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Should, uh, can we spoil yeah, it? Yeah, spoil it right now. All yes, right. I mean, this movie's only been out for like 40 years. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, essentially, like, I, I, have to, I have to mention quickly that, like, Roscoe's afro is impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> it is like 1970s Michael Jackson yeah, impressive. It is solid, yeah. Um, but they come back, and they were at, actually rescued by... Karina and uh, Jason's son. Oh wow! Um, in the in the little in the whole like uh, sword battle and whatnot, and so whenever they get to our uh, solar system, they are you know brought back to their normal ages of whenever the whole movie started, and now that I guess they're going to stay together because they know, know they have a son. They know they have like she's pregnant. I gotta admit, that's kind of cool. Like, I, it, it's a surprisingly good concept. Yeah. Is it executed well, though? Like, is it, is no. it confusing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's poorly executed, but it's super fun to watch if you, like, have no expectations of this being anything other than just a fun romp that does not take itself seriously at all. But, I mean, I'll, I, I will sort of swing back to something Jack said earlier. This movie is almost unwatchable. Because of what it does, like, like it, and it doesn't know what it is, and I, I think it takes itself seriously for a second. Yeah, and then, and then it it's like, oh, turn. here's a joke. Here's an alien on the toilet. Who's gonna get him? We we don't want him to know who's here. Who, that we're here on the on the ship. I'll get him. Oh, you, hey, you get him. You get him. The whole row of people. Yeah, and then it's like Ron Perlman's character's like, you get him, and he's the last one there. Well, and so mean, then like, he reaches over and like bonks the thing on the head, like <laughs> so, like weird. It's a very strange movie that doesn't know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's I mean, like the, silly. the, I mean, the production value on the movie, they, they obviously had a little bit of a budget. I mean, $9 million back in 83 was a lot, a of, lot money. of money. That's a lot of money. So the expectation was pretty high. Yeah. And I mean, like some of the, some of the, the costumes are really, really good. Very well executed. Um, the makeup is done fairly well in, in most cases. Um, the vehicles couldn't have been inexpensive to make, but then they come to like a Mos Eisley cantina, cantina thing, and you're obviously on a soundstage with like steam and lights, you know what I mean? Like gel lights in the background, and you're like, how did this happen? Right. Poorly. Poorly <laughs> yeah, conceived yeah. Is, what it, is how it happened. Um, you know, ironically, like we talked about Kroll and, um, Kroll and Ice Pirates kind of have a similar uh, creator. Pedigree. Yeah. yeah. And um, they came out the same year, basically. What like, Crawl and um, Ice Pirates. Oh, really? Same writer. Same kind of, same kind of trope at times. It's the space kind of, I don't know, junk? Like, I, I don't know. Like, a bad version of what, uh, of what uh, Firefly really was. Like the concept of Firefly, like where it's like uh, he's a cowboy in space. It's like a space western, except this it's, is like a space pirate movie, right? I don't know. So there's a good chance that this the Ice Pirates was still in theaters when Return of the Jedi came into theaters because <laughs> it, it was released in March and then Return of the Jedi came out two months later. 
And back then, the movie stayed in theater a lot longer. Yeah. Right. So people were probably going to go see <laughs> Return of the Jedi and not this one. But and, then they, <laughs> then they, then once Return of the Jedi came out and then Kroll came out in theaters, they knew that no, nothing yeah. could stop Kroll. What's crazy is Kroll was probably still in theaters when Return of the Jedi was in theaters because it came out in July. <laughs> so weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the choices people had back exactly. then. Exactly. <laughs> so weird. This whole thing is weird. Um, movie does drop an end bomb in it. Oh, really? Does it? Yeah. I, there's really? a, one end bomb. They go to the uh, when they're trying to find uh, they're trying to find someone to take them into the desert to find the uh, slim guy or stretch yeah, whatever his yeah. name is. And uh, there's a couple of the thugs in the uh, cantina, mm-hmm. and the fake it basically is Moss Eisley. Um, yeah, that that exactly. So weird. And then they're like, the guy, the guy corrects him. This is weird. Anyway, I'm not really going to go into it, but I thought that was pretty weird. Of course, 1983. There were other movies is around it, that time that still used that kind of verbiage. I, I mean, I, I don't think it was okay even back then, but it was a, a different time. Yeah, back always then. Diff- different time. But yeah. they used that wordage, and I think that it's just weird that that's in a vernacular, like in in a movie yeah. like this. There's no point. Like there's literally there, there's no point. Wasn't there a point too? Whenever Roscoe's character makes another robot and it's black, and he's like, "Why is it black?" And he's like, "Because I wanted it to be awesome, awesome. or something." And like the that. robot's like, "Yeah," <laughs> which I kind of did like that. I kind of thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, um, Ice Pirates. Let's talk. Um, oh, anyway, they make it to the planet. They come along the bottom of the moon, which we know is our moon, and they come there. And there it is. It's Earth. And then the movie's over. Yeah. And they made it. They don't show Earth. They could have easily filmed on Earth. They could have. Because we're here. They, they're on Earth. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but this isn't a real <laughs> found footage movie. <laughs> they really were just on Earth filming this movie. Yeah. And they so, could have shown Earth. So this is like the holy land for them. Like they, Since the Earth is like, what, 70% water? Whatever this is Waterworld. Whenever yeah. they find land on Waterworld. Yeah. This is like... I mean, that, that last... That last scene where they're all sort of looking at the screen of looking at Earth, it's like it's like they've been in literally in the desert and they're seeing like a glass of water altogether. Like they, they have these huge stupid smiles on their face. Ron Perlman's <laughs> is my favorite, actually. Yeah, <laughs> if we could see that that uh, scene where they're just looking at it and kind of like how happy he is, <laughs> yes. it's crazy. Well, because they've never seen that much water. He's elated, though. I mean, it's 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 a sight to behold. It's. It's crazy. This movie is insane. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's talk about goods and bads. What are the goods of this movie, Tom? Like I said, I think that the, I actually think that the costume design and the makeup is really kind of decent in this movie. I mean, there's some effects that went into it that I think are kind of fun. Um, it doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't. It has a very nostalgic feel to me. Like this is how. Did you ever watch Buck Rogers? Yeah, I've okay, seen so those, like, yeah. or or Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon, yeah, yeah Flash like Gordon. That. It has like, a similar feel like, to it. It has that feel to it. And yeah. so like Barbarella. Have you ever seen Barbarella? Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, so it's not, um, it's cheesy, but it is very. I don't know. I, I I feel like that part was well made. It's a neat concept. Yes. Um, I think that they had a lot of like that's that's a movie where I think that the whole team was sitting around a room and be like, well, wh- wh- who all's got ideas for this? Mm-hmm. And they took every single idea, including the ones from the guy like taking out the trash, <laughs> and they're like, let's <laughs> throw it in there. So I think like it's a movie that honestly could be reworked a little bit and launched again as, as a 
kind of a, a movie that knew what it was supposed to be. I, I'll have a question at the end for you on this one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but but not, not not yet. Um, goods for me. Um, obviously, um, it's sci-fi. I love sci-fi, but it's not very good sci-fi. No. So it's like, hey guys, all you can eat pizza, <laughs> and you're like, well, where's it from? And you're like, and I don't want to say the name of the place, uh, but there's a certain place that I'm like. It's the worst pizza I can imagine. And they're like, oh, it's from that place. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> so then you're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like that. Like yeah. It's a, one of my favorite genres. Might be my favorite genre, technically. Uh, other other than animated movies uh, with animated uh, characters and real people in them about basketball. Uh, you know, <laughs> basically Space Jam. Space it's only, Jam. only uh, genre is my favorite. Uh, there's only one movie in that though, right? So really, um, it's the best. It's if there were a an Oscar <laughs> that year for best Actually. animated space basketball movie. Yes, that's that's it. That's my favorite genre. Um, <laughs> we need more. We need more movies like that. I think we need to add that. We should make a make a suggestion. <laughs> Phil to the Academy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had no one apply for this <laughs> in over 20 years, but if someone does, but they're winning. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, so I think that it was pretty, pretty craptastic. Tell us the bads. Go. I mean, the whole thing's kind of bad. Like it's, it's a movie that like, after having not seen it for several years, I was like, again, it's a hard watch. It's a hard watch. Even at 91 minutes, like you're into it for at least a half an hour before you're like, who are all these people again? What's going on? Um, set design. Awful. I mean, just Oh my goodness! I've seen some pictures of the costumes and stuff like that, and they look really bad too. And, <laughs> and, and you think like, okay, well, it was the eighties, but but then again, we we talked about Star Wars and stuff like right. that. And you're just like, I don't know, like Darth Vader is like timeless. Like his costume yeah. is awesome, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's lots of it that's that's really bad. I mean, the the the, the plot, uh, the storyline is, I mean, just stupid mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> It's just stupid. I don't know how else to put that. Like it's it's a movie that again, like you're you spend so much time fighting to figure out what it is that you get lost yeah, in it a little bit. It's beyond bad. So yeah, it is beyond bad. Um it is a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nine. Nine percent. Uh pretty stupid overall. Uh that rating on here is pretty stupid. I'm just joking. That's a made up rating that I made. Um <laughs> Gosh. But I mean, like, if you look at a nine percent movie that made five million off of its budget, that's not terrible. Look at that face. <laughs> look at that face. I know, man. That's right. Yeah, there it is. We're looking Ron, at the still footage of yeah, uh, Ron Perlman's like cheesy grin. Dude, he's end. so excited about this. I guess <laughs> he loves uh, water. You, know, the, you have this. never seen a guy happier than Ron <laughs> at, Perlman hey, look, in that moment. Look at this picture, folks. I don't know what you typed in. What you type? Chest in? hair. What'd you type in? Ice Pirates. Oh, this what? is the actual movie. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, uh, Phil's got the movie pulled up, the still of the movie pulled up. And Robert Urich's got his shirt unbuttoned and he has got a, it looks like a black raven of a, of a <laughs> chest hair. It lo- lo- literally looks like a, He's, like a, some sort of a, or the bat symbol a, or, or something. Or the bat yeah. symbol across his chest. Ron Perlman's excited uh, about this water. And then Mary Crosby's like, yay, water. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go swimming, everybody. Oh. <sighs> Woof. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. Woof, woof. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the big goods and bads. So let's rate this on a scale of one horrible to five horribles. What's one one horrible compared to five horribles? Five horribles being the worst thing you can imagine. Oh, man. This is fun to me. I'm going to give it you my, my, my rating for this is a three 
because I really did enjoy watching this. I didn't know what to expect because yeah. I'd never seen it. I'd probably, I know the concepts were executed poorly, but like some of the concepts you guys talked about, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I think like there's I, some... I think there's some there there, and so after this rating, I'm I'm gonna challenge you to something real quick. I think it's I think, but it's probably a two and a half, um, yeah. because I'm gonna give it a half for the nostalgia of it, and it does sort of like once you kind of get into it, you're like I can't take my eyes off of this. Right? Well, and, and compared to Star Wars: The Matrix, um, really good sci-fi. This is bad, 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 oh, bad. Yeah. Now, as as a joke, as a it, it's still not very funny, mm-hmm. but at least you could then go, okay, it's meant to be a spoof. But I don't know if that they entirely, entirely meant it to be a spoof. Right. Because there are some things they do on here that you're like, that. if you meant to be a spoof, you wouldn't have done just that right then. Right. And, and so, the, th- and the thing is, is that like, uh, Phil, you mentioned earlier, like, does this movie stand up over time? I mean, for for maybe what it is, I think it does. I don't think bit. it's any worse now than it was then. Right. Okay. It's the same. I would yeah. like to do a, like a watch along where we just rip it up or maybe do some voiceovers on it. Oh, that would I'd be love really to fun. do some mystery science on that. I don't know how we do it, though, with a camera behind. I, we can figure it out. All right. Here's my question. All right. Uh, we're going to recast this movie and we're going to recast it in 1983. And so we're going to recast it with Harrison Ford yep. as Robert Urich. Yep. We're going to recast. And you know what? I'm leaving Mary Crosby in it. She's great. I'm leaving her in there. Yeah. Um, she better looking in this movie. Should I say that? Is that objectifying? I don't care at this point. Um, she's a better looking lady than Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Okay. So I'm leaving her in it. We can even leave Roscoe in there. I don't. I don't really care. Um, but does it fix it with Harrison Ford and his? He's just come off of being Han Solo. Right. Now he's going to be in this movie. What? Do, what does that do to the? The? Does it? Does he would never agree to it at that point because <laughs> he was on to Indiana Jones and other things anyway. Yeah. I, I do think that you get, I, man, I don't know. I don't know if that fixes it or not. I really don't know that that fixes it. I think that the that the plot is just too thin. Um, mm-hmm. And I Kirk. think I think what fixes this movie mm-hmm. is more budget, which then also takes away any profit that they made. Because I think that if you yeah. could have worked, if it looked better yeah. in some ways. I mean, mm-hmm. like this thing was shot with one camera. In a sound like stage, it. it seemed like it terrible. at times. It really did seem like it at times. Yeah, with like terrible lighting. Yeah, it's awesome. Some really bad shots. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the room bad sometimes with that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. That is true. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Let's see, Kurt Russell. You know he what? Overboard. He would be perfect in this. This would be a great because, Kurt Russell. Because then you could play off of that Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, you could pull. You, you know what I'm saying? A little Snake Plissken. Yes, I mean, and so then it's like this whole other movie. Because Robert Urich, I'm sorry, but is like I'm trying to think of what to compare him to. He reminds me of like the Brady Bunch dad at times. The fact that no one on this show that's listening right now can think of a single thing that Robert Urich well, has I mean, been in. David in the live in the live chat mentioned him uh, being in a TV show called Vegas. Um, I mean that he's just unmemorable. Like right. he's very milk toast. Yeah, he's a he's not a leading man kind of thing. Like he does, he it's a hard. That's not a hard role to carry, honestly, in this movie. Yeah. And he doesn't carry it. Yeah. You know. Like, saying something that Ron Perlman is, today, is like the biggest actor that survived. Well, Angelica <laughs> Houston and him would probably be a very good comparison. Angelica Houston yeah. has done some big time stuff, too. Sure. So, um, and the guy that played uh, Sloth. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's done a lot, too. He's the Braun Strowman of, the, of that age. So. It's just that he's so, like such a ugh, character. <laughs> yeah, he's pointless. Yeah. He fakes being a monk in this one. Right. Um, well, very good. Um, 
Radio people, we got about a minute left. Um, we're done with the radio. Radio, bye. See you guys soon. I missed my marker. We'll see you. Love you. Uh, let's do this. I want to make a song right now. Um, and you can beatbox it, Phil. Sure, why not? Or you can pull up a beat on on something on there. You may not have the ability to do that. Um, but I've got to make a song for Ice Pirates. You know why? Because we made a song for Kroll. Danae Hughes did. Mm. Uh, and it's called Fire Mares. Because in Kroll, <laughs> there's a there's a uh, these wild horses that they have to get called Fire Mares. Ah. And it was a great song. And so okay. we're Tom. We're going to make a song. I'm I'm super nervous. I am right like now. a show. I, right now, I am like a show mom <laughs> at some at some dance competition. And you're gonna do it. I love or it. Or we're not stopping at Golden Crown the way home. You understand me? I, I yes, my. I have spent so much money on these outfits for this song for Ice Pirates okay. coming to NBC this fall. Ice Pirates. I like it. <laughs> Turn it up. Pirates coming to your house. Gonna steal your ice. <laughs> Gonna let it all hang out. Ice pirates. Go hit it, Tom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Tell him. I feel like uh, I feel like Run DMC needs to sort of like jump in here at some point. <laughs> ice. Ice pirates. What you gonna do when your dreams come true? Ice pirates. We're coming to your house. Hit it, Tom. This is not my skill set. Do it. Uh, <laughs> this is not my skill set. It's, it's not. I'm gonna hit you with the skillet. It's not anybody's, Tom. Not no, anybody's, not. Tom. Yeah. Mm. Turn my jams up one last time. Ice pirates. What you gonna do? What you gonna do, man? What H2O dreams come true? That's good. Ice Pirates. Good job, guys. I loved it. I love it. If you'll send that to me uh, <laughs> later on, and I'll I'll break it down, and I'll add some main, mean mean remix to that. Okay. It's gonna be a line dance classic in in all the country clubs around too. In all the space, yeah, all the bodegas in space. Right. Space the, the, bodegas. The right. In all Smugglers the Bay. Yes. Um. <laughs> I'm just reading the live chat. <laughs> live chat. Karina, and she's going to Edie Williams. I'm so, I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into here. We're going to look. She's the poor man's Carmen Electra is what he's saying. Edie Williams. Mm, Okay. I got Valley of Dolls. Okay. I'm with you. All right. I I could see that. I could see this maybe. God. Okay. All right. We could recast her there. Poor man's. That's saying a lot. The poor man's Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. I, thought, I thought Carmen Electra was a poor man's Carmen Electra. Oh, very good. Well, very good. Anything else you guys want to talk about? You want to make a remix to the remix of Ice Pirates? No, I don't know that it's that popular I like at it. this point. I thought it was fun. Because okay. you know what? I just like doing stupid stuff. But I'm best at it. Uh, you, you definitely accomplished that. I'm good at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just good at it. I'm I do it. Anyway, yeah. what what else you got, Tom? I don't know, man. What have you been into lately? Tell us what you've been doing lately: television shows, movies, books. Oh. Um, maybe your new rap album you want to talk about? Yeah, my new rap uh, album from the Ice Pirates remix. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Anything? Um, yeah. No. I I don't really. You know, I'm kind of boring with that kind of stuff. Just uh, just writing and 
and uh, making that show. Uh, I'm working on a video project and um, some other stuff. So I don't know, just kind of chilling. Dude, he's a creative. He doesn't veg out and just consume like you do. No, I consume, but I also, you know, make you, stuff. You create like, rap albums. You well, know. I make a lot of music for the show <laughs> and other people. And, um, uh, you know, you don't create the commercials for NBC, but, you know, you. you no, find I do them. get those. Right. I find, well, they, they send them to us because we have a good, a, good, uh, a good thing going with them. Um, yeah. So, anyway, have you, they're making a new Ice Pirates TV show. You guys know about that? Yeah, no. They are. Jaleel White uh, is going to play uh, Jason. <laughs> And um, it's gonna be, be great. great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's gonna yeah. be great. It's got. It's like a space. This is us, which is really oh, weird. Oh, well, that sounds yeah. They've they've delightful. re they've rechanged it up. The NBC likes that format. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a space. This is us. Really, what it is sounds like a good one to me. I could I could get behind that for sure. People are gonna love it. People are gonna be crying at the end of they every episode. Be, I think I think that's probably true. <laughs> probably crying blood. Um. Anyway, Bill, what have you been into? Like last thing. Uh, we watched The Incredibles 2, yeah. finally, mm-hmm. um, with our daughter, and she loved it. Yeah. She, she's in love with Baby Jack-Jack. Yeah, Baby Jack-Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, that is one of the best. I know this sounds maybe silly to say because it's a Pixar movie, but it is one of the best superhero movies ever made. In you my think opinion. so? Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> I, I love the concepts in the, in the movies and uh, in both of them, and the cast is really, really good. So I like that this one was like featuring Elastigirl as like you know, the main protagonist of the, of the film. And I thought her powers were like really good, like really interesting. She's almost like a Spider-Man in some ways. So, um, Oh, I finally saw a uh, Spider-Man, uh, enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I watched to see that, that too. Oh, it's so good. You've the, not seen this? No spoilers. I know. Miles Morales is my what? favorite, is my favorite comic book character of all and time. And you've not seen it? Yeah. I, have, I, I need That's to watch ridiculous. it. Yeah. You just need to hit pause on life for about two hours and watch that. Dude, thing. I'm too busy. <laughs> it's good. Did you think it was good? It was good. I hate that animation style. Oh, really? But, really? Okay. Yeah, but I, I appreciate that you said that. Like seriously, like yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, it's not my thing, and I mean, like they, I, I don't like, I don't like vector graphics in general, mm-hmm. um, and I also don't like twenty-four frames or uh, twelve frames a second. Yeah. Um, I feel like it gives it a herky-jerky look, and I realize that they're trying to sort of like let it stand out from other things. But I feel like you know that story itself is strong enough. Uh, it was well written. Um, the characters are compelling they got great actors to it yeah that's true why ruin it by basically creating a a movie that is visually distracting to i mean like yeah. literally to a huge audience of people that are used to seeing 24 frames a second and i know this is getting a little nerdy no, on that and technical, fine here, yeah. but i mean i didn't realize that is the whole film 12 i think that the whole film is 12 wow okay. or, or there's interesting and maybe maybe it's not but i mean like it it seems like the vast majority of it is 12 so, like, for listeners that maybe don't understand frames per second, like, if you have that flip book, like, you know, you drew pictures in a flip book and you flip the pages real fast right. or whatever, and, and like, the all the, you know, characters on the page seem to be kind of stuttering, you, you kind of get that effect right. as you're watching it. A, a, a typical uh, Hollywood film of really any kind is filmed at 24 frames a second. It gives the most naturalistic look. It, it basically mimics what the human eye sees. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of motion blur that you get. Um, with 12 frames a second, what you get is sort of like half of that. So imagine if you, if you blinked in between, like right. very rapidly, that fast, yeah. it's a little bit of a strobe effect that happens on screen. Um, and it works, I mean, it, it, it works and you get used to it, but, um, I guess the other comparison too, is that like this movie that we just talked about ice pirates looks like it was filmed in about 60 frames a second, which is like more like modern video. 
And so what you're seeing is like hyper clear, um, terrible, like it looks too real. It looks too realistic. You, yeah. you don't get any atmosphere with that. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean like, um, a lot of modern, star, what was star Wars filmed in 24, percent. Yeah. Um, any, any modern movie that has any budget whatsoever that's filmed on film is usually filmed at 24 frames a second. Okay. Even those ones that are digital now, um, they used to actually do NTSC um, uh, um, format is actually 30. So if you go out right now and you buy like say a camcorder, like a handy a Sony Handycam, mm -hmm. it's going to probably be set up at 30 frames a second. Yeah. Um, because that's the standard thing that most televisions can see. Um, if you spend a little extra money, it'll probably have a cinema style or something like that where it's mimicking a 24 frames per second. Um, but that's where you get that sort of natural motion where right. it looks like a film. Mm -hmm. um, anything other than that, and and you know, the, a lot of places tout this 60 frames per second. Well, that's like hyper-realistic. You want to see, um, see baseball in 60 frames a second. You want to feel like you're there. Mm -hmm. um, if you want that that sort of like to see the sweat on the brow and that kind of thing, you want it as many frames a second as you can get. Um, but you start taking that down um, to 24, and that's what you're used to seeing on movies. If you go lower than that, you're going to start seeing things that um, it's it feels like it's skipping or it's jerky. Um, and that's that's how Spider-Verse was, was made intentionally. Yeah. Right. Um, it's that they wanted it as for part of the feel. So again, I don't like vector vector graphics, which is just the animation style that they used. And then they filmed it at a 24 frame or a 12 frame rate, which was distracting to me. Interesting. I, I've never had someone explain the style of, especially the, the FPS of, of how they filmed that movie before. Mm -hmm. I've, I've just seen the trailers and I've, I've yet to see the film, which I'm going to rectify that soon, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. Cool. The story. I thought that's really, really good. In that I movie. can't wait. Great I, story. And they're, they're funny. Gonna, they're going to make other films. Um, unfortunately they'll probably all be in 12 yeah, as well. It's all right. Well, very good. I will still watch it. <laughs> uh, Tom, come back anytime you want. We'll do. Um, Phil, um, just keep coming back every week because this doesn't work without Phil. It doesn't. Even my Ice Pirates remix doesn't work without film. It's fun, man. I like it. I like it even when I haven't seen the movie. Okay. Well, fun. folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Reach for the stars, follow your dreams, and remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Have a great day, night, overnight, wherever you're at. The Waffle House. Maybe you're in a booth at the Waffle House. Maybe you are... Uh, in the movie theater waiting on a movie. It's the episode that never ends because have, Jack... <laughs> have a great day. Remember, you're the best. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Not even those idiots you're in a room with right now. Okay? Don't even let them tell you you're not the best. Because you're the best. Got it? No, Jack. You're the best. No, you guys. No. You two guys. In the no, room. no. You two in the room with me are the, are the best. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. 
The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the horrormoviepodcast.com.